You're listening to Selfish the Podcast. This is the place where we make much ado about you. I'm your host, Allie Martin. Thanks for joining me. second makes living a healthy life look easy. Julian has two secret weapons that he is going to talk to us about today. He uses sleep and nutrition to give people more energy so that they can move and evolve at a faster pace in life. After a year of going after his dream of becoming a doctor, he realized he had a deeper calling and left the pursuit of medicine behind and started his company, The Art of Fitness and Life. He is also an author, a weekly columnist for Inc. Magazine, and regularly appears on TV segments. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Julian. Hey, thank you, Allie, for inviting me on. I'm thrilled to be here. So first, let's talk about yourself and um, tell us about you and what led you to start The Art of Fitness and Life. So it probably starts about around in college, and I'm a shy, quiet, and very scrawny 165-pound college kid. And I want to start talking to girls, and more importantly, I want to get confidence. And I needed a way to find that, and so I found inspiration to start to work out. And by doing that, I also become really fascinated with the psychology behind developing healthy habits because I came from a family where health was kind of an afterthought because I'm, I'm from the South. So everything yes. has butter, um, sweet tea, which is kind of really just sugar, it seems. And more butter. And, and more butter, of course. <laughs> and so, and so, and then my diet was terrible up, up until that point in college. Like that's when I first had my, my first salad. Everything before then was just fried foods. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really loving this. And so I decided to go down a path of physical therapy. And then I decided not to do that. And then I decided to do my prerequisites for medical school. So I ended up in New York for medical school for a year. And in New York, it's quite different from Tennessee. So I am introduced to a lot of crazy and strange characters. And I've always felt like the oddball out when I'm back home in Tennessee. But now in New York, I'm just another guy who had big dreams and is sees the world in a different way. And so that creates a spark in me that maybe the path I'm going down is not necessarily the right one, but it's kind of a safe path for me because school is school is relatively easy for me. You study and then you go take tests and you repeat the next day. But I always felt something was missing inside and that was to become more creative and to specifically write. Now, up until that point, I've never written a word. I've never told anyone. This has just been my secret. And I kind of just lived vicariously through friends around me who were writers. And so at the end of the year, I come back home to Tennessee for a little bit to visit. And I wake up one hot summer night. And I just have this epiphany that I'm going to do this. I'm not going to go back to school. And I'm going to bring my passion of health and fitness and start writing also. And I told people this and 
one of them thought I was drunk. The other one thought I was slipped, some kind of crazy drunk. And the other one was like, you've been brainwashed in New York. What happened? And so safe to say it didn't go over too well. Mm-hmm. And for the next year or so, it's still not going too well. Like I'm, I'm in the gym, personal training people. I did that previously in college. But as far as the writing, it's not really gaining traction because I'm pretty terrible at writing. I'm pretty terrible at it right now. And luckily, my best friend's helping me edit it and I, I'm just keep churning out articles and finally I get a, I get a break for the newspaper and that's my first public um, area that I get to share my words at mm-hmm. and then I just keep doing that and now I get to write at other place other bigger publications and also in this time I leave the gym and now I do mostly online and it's more along the lines of nutrition and sleep coaching or as I like to say, I usually, usually the people I talk to are generally a high performer of some sort and they want to have more energy so they can get more done. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, up until that point, that's how the Art of Fitness and Life was formed. And I thought of that name, A, because I like the word, the art of whatever you insert after it. Mm-hmm. It just sounds good to me. But on a deeper level, I thought a lot of the principles to succeed at life require the same habits when it comes to fitness so they just mesh together to me so i hear there's superheroes have played a large part in your inspiration behind this whole change so talk to us about (laughs) what what was that about yeah so i was a big nerd before nerds were cool before (laughs) marvel movies were everywhere i was just a nerd and made fun of i i was the guy playing cards and video games growing up as a kid so back to the college story, um, I noticed on comics that all the superheroes are in shape and they have muscles. And mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're also into sciences and a lot of them are, are really intelligent and especially some of my favorite superheroes. So that made me feel more comfortable to be a nerd, be a science geek, and also work out too. Kind of have this dual life. Yeah, so I like to call it, it's, it's like role-playing to a certain extent you're 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 creating a new identity for yourself Mm -hmm. to empower yourself because maybe at the at your current time you don't feel it enough in yourself so you got to channel you got to find that inspiration somewhere and for me it was really comic books so even still up to this day I, i i in my head i feel like a superhero yeah i mean i i totally can see where you're coming from with that i mean um you you can see yourself in them, but then also just thinking about yourself in, okay, this is how I am every day, but now I'm going to go into superhero mode. So I'm going to, I'm going to turn it up a notch. And I feel like maybe that even gives you a self, um, almost maybe a false sense of extra energy that, um, you, that comes with your superhero mode. Yeah. Because a lot of times you, you need that, you need a little bit of delusion at the beginning when you're starting any kind of big endeavor because the evidence is not necessarily there mm-hmm. to back up what you want or what you think you can do. So you got to have that belief because for me, my environment was very limited in terms of their mindset. They didn't have a growth mindset. So it was very fixed. So I, I, I needed some kind of mentor to 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 guide me to to follow behind 
Hmm. And that's what the superheroes are for. And like today, the way I use that is there's a lot of crazy things that can happen throughout the day. Maybe it's family stuff. Maybe it's emails that you didn't want to see or whatever. Life's going to throw a wrench into your plan. And so in my head, I am prepared for that because I'm a superhero. And I think, how would a superhero handle this right now? So it's given me a sense of grit also. I love that. Very cool. So you 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 mostly focus on sleep, nutrition, fitness. What are some of the most common mistakes that you see clients make in their habits and their routines? Yeah, so the the funny thing is most people will think and most clients when I first talk to them think it's just their diet or their workout plan. But it it's it's deeper than that. Cuz a lot of times we know what to do now. There's plenty of information out there, but it's the execution where we're lacking. And so for them, what it looks like is they have a lack of systems. So there's no structure or routine into their day. And these people are very busy, whether it's having a family also, or it's they're working 50, 60 hours a week at work. And when you don't have a system, it's you're leaving everything up to chance. So for so one of the things that I tell them is to live by your schedule and put your fitness on your schedule too. Um, there's like a tagline I usually like to say, it's run your body like a business. So in a business, you're going to set up coffee meetings. You're going to, for family, you're going to plan when maybe you're going to your kid's ball game or, or if you're going on a date, you're going to plan for your date. So it's the same thing with your fitness. So it's to plan what days are you going to work out this week and go ahead and have them in your schedule so something doesn't come up later on that just unintentionally takes away that exercise time for you. And the next one is to failure to basically understand yourself. And so what I mean by this is a lot of times we jump on a diet because maybe our office mates did it and it worked for them. Sure. Or we we do this work we do this workout program because we see another person or a celebrity got results from it but the thing is is it all starts with your psychology and knowing yourself so for some people they will let's use the ketogenic diet right now cuz it's oh, the most yes. Po- yes. i think it's most it's the most popular right now mm-hmm. and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it but for certain people it's not going to work because their dietary preferences is not going to match up with what a ketogenic diet is. So if you like bread or carbs, for example, you can't eat that every day on that diet. Or if you're like me, I don't like eggs. So I did it for only a few weeks and then I was like, I can't eat eggs anymore. (laughs) Exactly. And so you might have stuck with that plan for a few weeks, but eventually it's, it's like you're battling. It's fitness and it's lifestyle and they're going toe to toe. And most likely lifestyle is going to win or if you keep doing it and forcing yourself to do it, you're going to eventually start resenting that plan. So it's not going to be enjoyable. And a better thing to do is to think about the kind of foods you like, think about the kind of lifestyle you want, and then look into a dietary plan that kind of fits that. So therefore, there's not as much resistance with, with your fitness because fitness should just slide along into your lifestyle. It shouldn't, you shouldn't have to change everything in your life for fitness because fitness is kind of like getting from New York to Los Angeles. There's plenty of ways to get there. There's plenty of routes, 
but you just have to pick the one that you prefer. And so you believe that there's an ability to have health and your work, career, business coexist. Um, because many of us think like, well, this is a really crazy time at work right now, so I'm not going to be able to work out and I'm not going to be able to cook healthy. Like I'm going to have to grab things through the drive-thru and I'm not going to be able to work out and I have to focus on work. So talk to us about how those can coexist. Yeah, so they, they, feed, into, they feed into each other. They should be a relatively a synergistic um, relationship with each other. And so what I mean by that is a lot of times we think it's time that's our most valuable currency, but it's in actuality, energy is our most valuable currency because you can have all the time in the world, but if you don't have the energy, then that time's pretty wasted. And so when it comes to our business, if you think about it, if you're exercising, you feel good right after and you're creating energy. And when you have more energy, you're going to increase your performance when it comes to your business. And you're going to be in a better psychological state. Your cognition is going to improve as well, and which leads to positive benefits with your business. And it also leads to financial benefits as well, because if you're going to perform better, you're most likely you're doing your job better. And so, you know, it's, it's a domino effect. It's a win-win and, for everybody. Yeah, it's a it's a win win for everyone, and and so the same principles that you're applying to your business are directly the same for your health, and so just by doing those, like we mentioned earlier, like just by being just by creating a more detailed schedule, you're going to have these things coexist because you know I, one of the scheduling things that I recommend is to at the beginning of the week mark on your Google calendar, which I think most people use, mm -hmm. and put all your work hours in one color, and then in another color afterwards, put all your miscellaneous events that you have to do for the week, you know, mark those in, and you're still gonna see that there's a lot of white space to get your workouts in, and so you could put that in another color. And then the last thing to think about is like your nutrition. Well, actually, I would, I would put sleep in also in a, in a color as well if you really want to get <laughs> detail with it. And then I would think about how I'm going to eat with my um, nutrition. And so for some people during the week, some people like to meal prep. Some people like to cook. I like to cook even though I know it takes time away, but we all have to make sacrifices and be a little selfish. Mm -hmm. So and – so I like to cook. Some people like to use meal delivery services for the week or they like to at least have meal delivery for their lunch because that might be the hardest meal for them to get in. Mm -hmm. And so they take care of their lunch. They can keep the day going. And then at night, you know, cooking dinner is kind of a signal that the day is over. I'm just going to eat and relax. So there's many different angles with that. And so you're still prioritizing your business because you're you're putting that on the calendar first. But then you're also adding in this other stuff as well. So you mentioned sleep. And you mentioned that that is a key component to making all these other things work at optimal speed and peak performance. So talk to us about the quality of our sleep and how that impacts us 
in everyday life and how it impacts the other aspects of fitness and nutrition and in our overall health. Yeah. So sleep is basically nutrition for our brain. Um, it's, it's the time at night where we're cleaning out a lot of dirty processes, as I like to call it, if we're sticking with a computer here. And, you know, in fact, uh, I think recently they just discovered, I forgot how long ago, but, um, you know, sleep and Alzheimer's are closely related because there's a, um, a, a, yeah, there's like a plaque that sleep flushes out when you, when you're getting the right amounts of sleep, it's, it's flushing out the plaque so that it's not sticking on your brain mm. because that, that's one of the ways that, um, we get Alzheimer's and going beyond that, if you think about your emotions, your behavior, your cognition, your, you know, economics, and even your physical body itself is all impacted by sleep through various hormones and mechanisms. And the danger with sleep for all of us is you don't know how sleep deprived you are when you are sleep deprived because mm-hmm. over time with chronic sleep restriction, that just you acclimate to this lower state and this lower level of energy and you just accept it for what it is and that becomes your norm, which which is kind of scary to think about, but you just get used to it because the body is very adaptable. You know, think about, for me, I think about, this is a side tangent, but I think about how crappy I ate growing up for so many years. And I think about being a crazy college kid. And we, we know how college is sometimes. And I think about how the body is so resilient to withstand that and you become, the body becomes adapted to, adaptable to that kind of life and you're still able to function. Mm-hmm. And so even though we feel okay with like maybe five or six hours of sleep, it's still not optimal. And so we're still not showing up as the best version of ourselves in each facet of our life. And so looking at the physical right now, you know, there was an interesting study where one group was in bed for eight and a half hours and the other group was in bed for around, I believe six or five and a half or so. And they had the same diet, the same workout plan, but the group, the eight and a half group, the eight and a half hour group that was in bed, they, it was a 55% difference in terms of weight and fat loss just from, just from sleep. So it's oftentimes you'll hear someone, I'm going to go to the gym more or I'm going to go low carb and cut my calories more. But really it all starts with your sleep and going, thinking of sleep and nutrition when you're sleep deprived, there's some hunger hormones that get out of whack. Specifically, there's two called leptin and ghrelin. I really like that name, by the way. <laughs> if you start and, a podcast, that's what I think it should be called, leptin and ghrelin. I might run out of episodes, though. Because this, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Once, just, yeah. just keep it rolling. <laughs> <laughs> but so leptin is normally associated with our satiety, so keeping us full. And ghrelin is kind of signaling to our body that we're hungry. And when we're sleep deprived, these things, you know, they go out of whack. So leptin is going down. So, you know, it's signaling that we're not full as much, whereas ghrelin's going up. So it's signaling to eat, eat, eat. So, you know, it's so we're binging pretty much or you're, you're having crazy hunger pangs. And oftentimes people think it's, it's just their willpower. I got to fight through it. But it's really it's just like, no, you just need some more sleep. Mm. And, and, and these things will, will, will relegate themselves. And 
looking over to like our performance wise, you know, I, I saw a cool study recently where a group for two weeks slept six hours each night. And after the two weeks, they were measured and they had the same like cognition and memory as someone who has stayed up 24 hours consecutively. Wow. So, so it's, it's, that's why I'm saying it's like very deceptive and you just don't realize how tired you really are, how tired you really are or how much you could, how much you could elevate your, your, your performance just by sleeping more. Um, a lot of times when, you know, we lash out at someone or we're a little more cranky, it's just, you know, we're, we're sleep deprived. And so it's not necessarily we're mad at this person. It's just that, you know, we have a shorter fuse. So is eight hours what everyone should get or does it, does it change based on the person? Yeah, it, it's really dependent. Um, for the majority, the majority of people need seven to nine hours in that range somewhere. Now, there's like a small 1% of people who are like short sleepers who can do like five and a half and fully thrive. Hmm. And it's like some kind of weird gene. I forgot the name of the gene, but it's it's a specific gene. So, you know, being a nerd, I like to call those people, you know, they're mutants like an X-Men. <laughs> yeah, because totally. they're, they're like, totally. yeah, they're like the 1%. But for most of us, it's going to be around that seven to nine hour range. And like some of the ways I look at it is if you can wake up without an alarm clock, that's a good sign hmm. that you're in the right range. Um, if you're not totally dependent on caffeine, if you can go without caffeine for the first half of the day and fully function mm -hmm. and feel great, that's a good sign. Okay. Um, like if you don't start to feel tired around 10 or 11 and need a nap, that's a good sign. And so, yeah, so those are those are the easy, easy signs right there. So through this whole process, you've you've become an author, columnist, you're a coach. Mm -hmm. You know, you've it's been a far you would have never guessed that you would have gotten to where you are today based on where you thought you were going when you were in college. What has been the hardest part of this journey and finding what you're meant to do? I think it's 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 a multi it's a couple of things. So one is listening to my intuition. So oftentimes we have feelings in our gut of what we should do, but we're scared to follow that for whatever reason. Maybe we don't trust ourselves enough. But I've had this feeling of that I could do a lot of things that I'm more capable of than I give my credit that I give myself credit for. I've had that feeling since I was a kid. I just felt I felt different than most people. I, I has had these big dreams for whatever reason. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. And I just felt that. But I just kept quiet in it. And I think it was because I wanted to fit in and I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to have my tribe. And, I, you know, luckily now it's easier than ever to find your quote unquote tribe wherever. And so, but, but back then I didn't have the internet or anything. I just had the people around me and I wanted to fit in. So I kind of just became like them, even though I was letting a little part of me die. So for, yeah, so that's one of them is mm -hmm. learning to listen to my intuition. Mm -hmm. And another one is fighting self-doubt. Um, you know, as I one. mentioned, yeah, as I mentioned earlier at the very beginning, um, it's just you and a dream and a vision. That's about it. 
Um, there's no evidence in front of you. And oftentimes now it's you, you can go on Instagram or social media platforms and you'll see people that are so far ahead of you, it seems, or there's, they have the illusion that they're like doing these grand things and that can kind of play with your mind and make you feel like maybe you're a fraud, almost like an imposter. And so that was, that was a big thing with me was I, I, the self doubt and then the imposter syndrome were like combining and that really kept me playing small. So yeah, I would, I would say those two things right there is just, um, learning to be, learning to be okay with me and letting myself, letting the real Julian show and not necessarily being so worried about those closest to me accepting me because I know out of the billions of people in the world that there will be like-minded people meant for just me. So be yourself, be true to yourself and listen to yourself. Yes. And don't, you know, um, thoughts are just thoughts. So remember that thoughts are just thoughts. So you don't necessarily have to follow all those thoughts. Yeah, that's a good one. So on the flip side of that, what's been the most enjoyable part of this journey that you've gone through? Oh, man. Oh, oh this is easy. Meeting <laughs> meeting people from all walks of life, from all around the world mm. that I never would have expected. And also being able to like really help someone. Because I guess as I, I think about when I was like 20, and I had such a small mindset in terms of like what was possible in the world or what I even wanted to do. It was just, I was just thinking about myself and trying to survive and have fun, you know, and that's it. And now it's just like, you can write an article or you can work with someone and you can really create a dent in their life to where they're going to have this shift of paradigm in their life. And it's just really cool to, to, to see that, like how, focusing on maybe their health leads to like improvements in their career. And for, for one old client, you know, she changed careers. So she, she left her job and she started to speak. And apparently she wanted to do that all along. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I guess something I can't claim. Like I, 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 I did that to tell her to quit her job or anything. I, I guess she just had this sense of confidence and vigor about herself now that she just felt the calling to finally share her story and now she's thriving. Well, that's a really rewarding process for you because I mean, someone's health is the most important thing that they have. Um, I mean, and, and to most people. So, um, for you to be able to put a positive touch on that, I'm sure is a very validating career to be in. Yeah, it, 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 it sure is because that's originally what I wanted to do when I was going to school. I, I, I was planning to hopefully be a surgeon. And so I'm still helping people's health just in a different way now. Good point. You never know how that's going to lead you. You you had that intuition and it led you. You got, you got to it in a roundabout way. Yeah, because it's almost like I was very strict. I knew my vision, my end vision was to be involved in health but I was very flexible on my details to get to that vision. So what are your personal ways and your favorite ways to be selfish? 
yeah, oh man, I have a laundry list of these, but I won't name them all. <laughs> so, so the first one is to my phone is on silent and do not disturb from 8 p.m. to noon. So it doesn't ring, wow. no texts or nothing like that. So if I need to check my phone, I will. But yeah, from 8 p.m. to noon, it's 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 dead silent. So I'll have to check it to get. That's really hard for me to even think through how you do life, but we all did it at some point. So. I, you know, funny thing is, um, I guess people are trained now. So I don't even see a lot of missed calls from that time range anymore. I guess people just assume oh, he's not going to answer the phone or yeah. so. But but yeah, so I'll, I'll periodically check it if I if I think I need to or something or if I'm bored, unfortunately. But but yeah, so I, I, I stick around those parameters, though. And when I first wake up, the first few hours are just for me. So I, I won't immediately check email or anything on social I'll usually maybe meditate and try to get myself centered for the day because I'll, I'll admit I usually wake up a little anxious and like nervous about things of like what I have to do. Mm. So I, I need like that first five to 10 minutes to calm myself down and get in the right state of mind. Mm -hmm. So that that's also one reason why I don't necessarily plug into the Internet first thing mm -hmm. it's because I, I need to get myself centered. And of course, sleep so I, I'm very selfish with that. Uh, I don't play with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I I have to get my seven at least. Seven's my number. I prefer I prefer more, but for me, I found seven's seven's pretty good for me. Um, if I'm training and working out a little harder, then I need to do eight eight and a half. But that's a little harder. Um, I'll admit, and so that that's yeah, it's a little harder when there's a lot of things going on, and. Lastly, I, I try to have at least a few hours of fun during the week to schedule that in. So for me, I'm trying to learn how to um, salsa dance. Fun. Yeah. So because um, it, it, I've always wanted to dance, you know, once again. And I was but I was the wallflower. I was the guy who was just on the wall talking to people. And so. So, yeah. So, you know, it's it's fits with my narrative right now of like I've always wanted to learn how to dance and I've always wanted to write. And I just kept those things silent. And so it's finally time to like fully embrace all that. We need like a percentage breakdown of there's this many hours in the week. This many of them should be spent on sleep. This much should be spent on working out. And then you do need to, you know, notch out a few for the fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Hmm. I think for for working out. If you're just looking for general health, I like three to four days of strength training. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think you can get a good workout in in 30 to 40 minutes. For, like if, if you're just com totally committed to that, 30 to 40 minutes, mm -hmm. if you're just going after general health. And for sleep, I would I would, I would, would at least plan to be in bed for eight eight hours. Because you know it's not gonna, you're not gonna be asleep that entire time. Yeah, and if you can, you can try eight and a half, but that's hard to do, especially if you're if you're coming from a per, a place of where you just are used to sleeping six hours and you try to do eight and a half, that's gonna be really hard. So if you're if you're doing that, just try to increase in fifteen to thirty minute increments every week, because you know trying to make a huge turnaround like that. And go cold turkey on an old habit is really a low percentage of of actually sticking. 
sure. unless unless you have a really type A personality and you can do that. But I've seen very few people who could like immediately go from eating a bunch of fried chicken and and wings and all that, and then the next day they're just they're downing juice and they're eating salads and stuff. I, I've very rarely seen that. So I was, <laughs> so I, I would say with things like sleep and even your exercise and even if you're trying to become um, improve your nutrition, start with smaller habits. So nutrition, make sure you're mastering your breakfast, and then you know work your way up to mastering lunch and etc. Hmm. Yeah, but for my hour breakdown, it's usually you know it's like most people let's say 40 hours you know a week of work. So you got 40 hours there, you know, you mark that in, you know, working out, maybe driving to the gym. That's an hour, mm-hmm. I guess, total maybe mm-hmm. for most people. So, you know, that's four hours there and then sleep, you know, you can mark eight hours. Things can happen, but you can at least mark for eight hours and maybe you'll get seven and that's a decent start. And I'm losing track of my math. You still have time for extracurricular stuff. And then I would also think about your nutrition and um, I'm not a good cook. I cook like five things. So I wish I could give better cooking advice here, but I, I can't. So I like to experiment. So right now I'm, I'm eating a lot of, um, fish and, and less, um, like red meat. Uh-huh. This is just right now. Yes. And so, um, I eat a lot of cod because, um, Portugal really made me fall in love with codfish. Mm. So, so I'm eating a lot of codfish. Um, I'm eating eggs. I love eggs. Ooh, see? Yeah, eggs are <laughs> magical. They also have, and this is with the yolk in case people are wondering. So please eat the yolk. Yes. Okay, yeah, there's there's good nutrients in the yolk. And um, sweet potatoes is usually my carb of choice because um, it has a lot of, it has a lot of vitamins, has a lot of minerals. So it's very nutrient dense. And so... With when I say that, I like to pick foods that give me a lot across like my um my micronutrients. Mm. So it gives it gives me a lot of vitamins. So like a heavy workout day, that's when I use rice because you know rice is easier to get my numbers in and so forth. But on a day to day basis, if I'm thinking of like my food choices, I would pick carbs like sweet potatoes that give you a lot of bang for the buck and. Of course, there's plenty of vegetables and plenty of fruits that I eat. I usually probably eat 10 plus servings a day. I try. Wow. So, but I'm so here's the lazy thing. So, the microwave bags of green peas. Yes. I heat those up, and I eat I eat one serving at a time. I eat the whole bag at a time. So. I mean, so it's so, an easy way, though. I mean, so it's just yeah. a time saver, and yeah, it's a time saver, and you know, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of fiber, and that's like four servings. So, yeah, if you can do that, that's great. So mm-hmm. that's just a way for me to do that during the week. And then, um, like, I cook in coconut oil, and um, I use use olive oil for, like, salads and stuff. I don't cook in olive oil because it doesn't do well with high heat, and so you, you burn the properties out. So that's why coconut oil is good. And let's see. Um, I said fruits and vegetables a lot yeah it, it's it's very um i don't i don't necessarily really have a diet per se that i follow mm-hmm. but i guess if i had to be categorized um i guess i i like the old-fashioned mediterranean diets i yeah. think they i think they were on to something um i have my protein higher 
just because I, I train a lot and I think a little more protein's good for people. But other than that, I think, you know, there's a reason why it stood the test of time. And I think that's a very good baseline for people. Um, it's, it's, it's good because you get to enjoy a wide spectrum of foods. So you're not cutting off any one particular subset of foods, which I think is, is great because the ketogenic is great for some people, but it's really hard to go eat out because a lot of the foods come with carbs and, 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 and sauces and, and stuff. And so, you know, you, you don't want to be that guy. So what's next for you? Ah, so for me, it's, you know, speaking more, trying to get out into the world more. It's, um, um, for the most part, I've done a lot of writing and, you know, even when working with people, that's kind of behind the scenes. But for me, it's to, you know, try to grow, grow and evolve to a bigger place and to hopefully inspire other people to do it. So yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's speaking more and, you know, through that's, Maybe that's that's teaching, and yeah, I'm just excited about to start speaking more, and because that's another thing I had to get over was the fear of speaking and speaking in public. And so a, a wise woman told me, maybe like a year ago, no, it's like six months ago, that um, um, you're there to serve and you're there to basically share a message and hopefully help one person in the audience. And so don't take, don't put the spotlight on you. And put the spotlight on them. So that's really helped me get over the fear of any type of speaking. Well, I have no doubt that you will continue to do that because you have provided us with some great insight and just fascinating ways to look at things that have always been there and are always going to be a part of our lives. But we just have to kind of mold the way we're thinking about them and, and just change, change things a little bit at a time and see big progress from that. So thank you so much for talking with us today. No, th thank you for having me on. Um, it was a pleasure to be here. And, you know, if, if your listeners have any type of questions about anything that I can maybe help with, I, I would love to help because um, I didn't get here by myself. It, it takes a community to, to grow a village. I think that's a saying. I might have butchered that. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Selfish. You can find show notes on SelfishThePodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend about Selfish and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.